Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey Ryan, I have a quiz for you today. Well, I, I didn't study, so this will be a pop quiz, right? Yes. So <laughs> when you think of October, what's the first thing that you think of? Uh, as it relates to cancer, breast cancer. Breast cancer. So when we think of September, what do you think of? Usually is going to be prostate cancer. That's what you think of, right? Right. Right, but some of our um, survivors may not have a prostate or been affected by prostate. There's so many different cancer awareness months and September is has a lot of them. It does. And you know, it is, it, it's so crazy how many are in some of the months. There's very few that just have one cancer month, right? Yes, so I think there's six um, in September there's and a lot of them uh, we may not be aware of. That's right. right. And so one of those is a blood cancer or the um, leukemia and lymphoma awareness. Yes. So um, I'm excited to educate our listeners about uh, leukemia and lymphoma and what the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society can do for patients. That's right. You know, uh, one of the things we've talked about before is just the prevalences of cancers, you know, in our region. And um, gosh, I know a lot of people personally with that have had leukemia or lymphoma and both adults and kiddos, right? We know that uh, leukemia is a very common diagnosis for kiddos. So uh, you guys listening today, you know, put your thinking caps on. If you're not a leukemia or lymphoma uh, survivor or a blood cancer, let's just say that a blood cancer survivor, um, chances are, you know, someone who is or someone who's going through it. So this will be quite educational for you uh, to talk about some things today with some folks from uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Primarily, too, uh, we're going to talk about some resources that they have, Pam, which is really cool because they do a lot um, of things outside of just resources, but really the resources, I think, is, is a unique thing that we want to touch on today. So without I feel further, like they're a hidden gem, just like they us. are. They really are. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes you don't you don't think about these national societies as being a great resource other than just information. Uh, right. But these folks do have a lot of good stuff. And of course, too, they, they do hit on the advocacy um, and research, which we know uh, can't be done without national uh, presence like that. So let's introduce our two guests. It's always fun to have two uh, folks. So we're, you know, we, we don't just bring one expert, we bring two experts, uh, right. together especially. Uh, we have uh, Nikki Yule. She is a uh, licensed clinical social worker. She's also the director of uh, Information Resource Center. And Armella Gottschalk is the local region patient and community outreach manager uh, which is so cool to have someone, uh, a part of this organization that is someone that would be our local person to reach out to. So Nikki and Armella, thank you for joining us. How are you guys? Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. This is fantastic. Yeah, doing wonderful. Thank you so much. This is really exciting. Good deal. We, we you know, we, we enjoy being able to do these podcasts and, and educate folks. And sometimes it's, um, they don't like to hear from Pam and myself so much. I think as much as they want to hear from, from someone who's there, someone who's engaged in it. And so let's just talk real quick and I'll just let you guys kind of decide who jumps in where and when, but let's just talk about what is the mission of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society? Great. I'll, I'll be happy to, to take that on, uh, for you. And, uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, you know, we are global leaders in the fight against cancer. <clears throat> and our mission, <clears throat> excuse me, the LLS mission is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma, and improve the quality of life of patients and their families. 
Um, as you mentioned, you know, LLS funds life-saving blood cancer research around the world. We provide free information and support services. And really, we, we are the voice for all blood cancer patients that are seeking access to quality, affordable, coordinated care. That, that is at the core um, of our mission. We also, um, you know, again, when people think of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and you mentioned it a few times um, in your intro, I want to be sure that the audience knows that blood cancers are more than just leukemia and lymphoma. We are um, also a leader in supporting folks with multiple myeloma um, and also what we call MPNs, which are myeloproliferative neoplasms, which is another subset of blood cancer. So um, when you think of blood cancers, it's really much wider than just leukemia um, and lymphomas, but we cover them all. Uh, our, our financial programs, our support programs are going to cover every area of blood cancer. Um, and one other thing I just want to add about our um, cancer research and, and what we've been doing since 1949 um, as an organization is that, and this is going to blow your mind. Okay, everybody pay attention to this. Since 1940, we started in 1949, LLS has invested more than 1.5 billion, that's billion with a B, in cancer research. Wow. I mean, this this is leading to breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, personalized medicine, that these this is what's improving and saving the lives of our patients. And it's so um, wonderful <laughs> to be part of an organization that has such a long, um, long history. One other um, plug for LLS that I want to add with all of that uh, research ad in advocacy for patients, we have helped advance. 85% of the blood cancer treatment options that are approved by the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration, by the FDA, since 2017. So again, 85% of the blood cancer treatments that were approved by the FDA since 2017, LLS has helped fund or advance those. It, it's, yeah, we're, we're doing great things. Mind-boggling. Pam, I thought our mission was large, right? you know, and big, you know, um, this is huge, you know, to have in your mission, the word cure. And I think that speaks volumes and it is obviously they put their money behind it. Uh, 1.5 billion is nothing to sneeze at, uh, in cancer research is simply amazing. Um, the other thing too, is used 85% of the studies that have been done or the things that have been approved, the treatments that have been approved. Blood cancer treatments. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing too. Um, so these folks just don't sit around and, and you know, just pass out information. <laughs> they're they're yeah. putting their money yeah. where their mouth is, Pam. Putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. Yes. In that 1.5 billion, that's just what we've done in cancer research. That's not including the amount of money that we invest in um, financial programs and patient support that go back directly to patients and caregivers. Um, so there's another big chunk of what we do that goes right back into supporting patients and families. So let's say we have a new patient newly diagnosed with some type of blood cancer. What does the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society have to offer to that patient? All right, Armella, do you want to give them a, an overview of, of, of our programs? Sure, that sounds great. Um, so for someone who's just recently diagnosed with, with blood cancer, uh, fortunately, we have a ton of resources to help them guide through the beginning of treatment, throughout treatment, and post-treatment. Um, you know, our website is a great resource. We also have a lot of uh, a lot of support resources. So one of my favorite resources to offer someone who's been newly diagnosed is the opportunity to participate in our first connection program. And um, our first connection program, uh, really, anyone diagnosed at any point and at any point in the process, they have the opportunity to be connected to someone who's already kind of been through it. So we can find someone, we can match them up with someone, uh, you know, similar age, gender, demographics, uh, and then they'll be able to talk to this person and, and kind of ask the questions that, that they need answers to, that doctors may not be able to answer, uh, that their friends may not be able to answer. Um, you know, they, they have someone who understands what they're going through and kind of guide them through the process a little bit. Uh, we also, we offer um, 
an abundance of financial aid. So I always like to take a look and see what's available for the person given their location and given their need. Uh, we have urgent need funding. We have travel assistance. We have just general patient aid. Um, we also have funding based on location and we also have funding based on type of blood cancer. Um, in addition, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of written resources. Uh, we have a plethora of, inf of information that can be mailed or downloaded from our website. Um, my favorite resource is our survivorship book. Uh, this came out recently in October. It is it is such an asset to anyone. Um, I think that even, uh, you know, the book is great for people who are not only, are just going through cancer in general. It doesn't have to be a blood cancer. Um, you know, you're able to, you're able to document um, your appointments and your treatments and your side effects and, and kind of your own personal experience and this one book. And you can take this, you can hold this with you and take it with you to your doctor's appointments uh, when you're meeting with social workers or nurse navigators. Um, and it, it kind of just, it's a comprehensive tool um, to make sure that not only is everything organized, but everything uh, is, is structured in a way that you feel comfortable, you know, dissecting and analyzing it. Um, in the book, you'll find not only survivorship plans uh, and long, like long-term effects of medications, you'll find ways to deal with mental health issues, you know, uh, how to deal with cancer and, you know, friends, personal issues. So that's also another, another great resource. Um, we have an you can look at that resource and then it's amazing resource, you know, everything from the treatment summary care plan, which is my favorite because that's what I do here, but also the all the resources, the help and information, um, everything that y'all do there. It's a large book, but lots of information. Yeah, and that survivorship workbook, um, I just want to add that uh, we are so proud of, of the development and we actually have three versions of our survivorship workbook that um, took a lot of planning, um, but we felt like it was important to um, really make sure that we were targeting the right audience. So we have a workbook, um, a survivorship workbook for adult survivors. We have a survivorship workbook for young adults. And then we also have a survivorship workbook for children and adolescents because the needs are very, very unique, um, as well as the long-term and late effects um, in, in navigating all of that. So I just wanted to put a plug in for, for um, the survivorship because Armel is absolutely right. It's It's such a great resource. Um, the other plug I want to put in is for the Information Resource Center and um, the Information Specialist, which is my team of about uh, 17 amazing, mostly clinical social workers. We're all master's level or higher oncology professionals um, that folks can reach out to at 1-800-955- 4572. Um, when you mentioned about folks coming to LLS when they're newly diagnosed, like how does that start? How does that happen? And Armella, thank you so much for giving such a great review of um, just the, the depth of the care and services that we provide for free here at LLS. But um, that 1-800 number, that 1-800-955-4572, patients can call that. Healthcare professionals can sometimes send us um, online direct patient referrals. We'll get them that way. Um, caregivers can reach out as well and we're here to help. We also have a live chat during the day on our website, which is lls.org, um, that you can speak with an information specialist. And then Armella and I, so our regions, we have, we're also unique as a, as a nonprofit organization that we have a national office that, that covers things nationally, all of the United States and Canada, but we also have regional offices that make it very personalized blood cancer support like Armella that covers um, North Texas. And, and, and I think that's special because LLS is in your community. We are not just some, you know, faceless organization that's uh, located um, in, in New York. We really are um, embedded in communities and there to help people individually. Um, and I think that's something that I really wanted to highlight that I, I feel like that sets us apart um, than some other organizations. I have a real quick question for you because I know, um, and, and Nikki, this would probably be for you. Um, I, I have a, a friend here locally who was diagnosed with leukemia right at the height of the pandemic. And one of the things that she told me was 
aside from the help that we had, aside from our podcast and things that we were doing, she felt like, you know, she got great advice and great um, uh, resources from your organization as to how to protect herself, what to do, what to be concerned with and things to watch out for. Did you guys just see a tremendous uptick in, you know, chats and requests and phone calls? Oh, yes, it poured in, Ryan. I'm sure um, it did. You know, I want to tell you one thing I'm really, really proud of the work of LLS is that, you know, my information specialist in particular, you know, we went from doing a tremendous amount of, um, you know, we really pride ourselves in providing up-to-date um, disease and treatment information and teaching. Now, we do not give medical advice, right? We are not placing physicians in the treatment team. We are an extension of that team, but but we do a lot of teaching and education. And when the pandemic hit in COVID-19, blood cancer patients and cancer patients in general were absolutely scared. Um, this was, and even now, that that's still, that fear has not going, gone away. But we had to pivot so quickly to learn everything we could possibly know about vaccines and risks and how to stay safe um, and efficacy and how to access um, uh, whether it's monoclonal antibodies or antiviral treatments or COVID-19, um, what is the schedule? What are the vaccine tables? What are all of this? We we pivoted and we created, um, I think, one of the best for blood cancer patients um, on our LLS.org. We have a COVID-19 resource page that is kept up literally by the minute <laughs> oh. with FDA approvals. And um, we have a whole science team um, that helps us with that. Um, and it is it's a really a go-to place for blood cancer patients to understand um, what are my risks right now and how do I keep myself and my family safe? Mm -hmm. um, the world has gone back, right, to many parts of the world has gone back to what they think of as a, a normal, which I'm, I'm not sure that's ever going to be back to normal. Um, but our immunocompromised cancer patients don't have that luxury. Um, they're, they're still this forgotten class of people that um, in the pandemic, they can't go necessarily go back to their normal lives. Um, there's too much risk. So yes, we, we, um, we are really, I think, on the leading edge of helping blood cancer patients navigate just how complex and um, difficult that that journey is. Yeah, I, I, I found when when she mentioned that to me was really the first time that I had spent much time on on the website uh, on, on the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society website and was blown away at just the sheer amount of information that's there. So, uh, you know, you guys that are listening, when you go to this website, first of all, don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> and, and I mean, and I mean that in the kindest way, um, there, there is so much good info there, um, that you can find what you need. I love the fact, and I wish we could do this. I love the fact that you have an, an online chat because how many times are you, you know, if you're busy, you're trying to do a few things, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you, you guys listening, we, some of you are still working. Some of you, you know, are, are, are taking care of family or doing whatever you're doing and, and you don't have time to be on the phone to speak. And that, that live chat is a wonderful option uh, for folks to do that. Yes. Thing, Pam, I noticed did you catch a few words that Nikki and Armella said in there that makes it kind of resembles some of the things we do? Yes, I was thinking, hmm, this sounds familiar. You know, your first connection program where you have a mentor, we recognize the importance of mentorship for as well. I mean, as a first line, you know, option of helping folks while they're going through um, their treatment. And in fact, um, we partnered with uh, fourth angel organization, and, uh, they do very similar to what you guys do, you know, match both with demographics and, uh, stage and type of cancers and all the things. And, um, uh, it's, it's so nice, you know, pa Pam and I had this long discussion once before it was like, but we need to figure out how to do this. And it was like, why figure out how to do it when the wheel has already been created and we don't have to mess with it. And, um, again, that's an awesome, awesome resource um, I would encourage any and all cancer survivors from the moment of your diagnosis to work through that. And then I'm sure you guys have the opportunity as well. I know the fourth angel does for survivors when they're finished with their treatment after a period of time to become a mentor. And so um, I just think I encourage that to all survivors to be able to do that. But then, of course, the financial aid, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, but there was one other word, Pam, that, that I think Nikki mentioned. Do you remember that? 
free? Free. The resources <laughs> at the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society are free. Sounds a lot like what goes on here at the Survivorship Center. Yes, it does. So with your financial assistance, how does that work for patients? Yeah, so um, I'll let Armella talk a little bit, but I, you know, with our financial assistance programs um, that Armella had mentioned um, earlier, what we would want is for folks to call um, a, an information specialist. Um, and what we'll do is help kind of figure out what LLS financial resources they're eligible for. Now, remember, we are funded uh, by donations, right? We're a nonprofit. So sometimes, um, especially our copay assistance programs, which are wildly popular. Um, I mean, the, our copay assistance programs that we offer for blood cancers um, literally can be life-changing for folks because of the amount of funds that are available. Um, and uh, unfortunately, many of our funds right now are fully subscribed, but we do want people to keep checking back to the website because as we get more funding, we can open those back up. But let me give you an example. Um, AML, which is acute myeloid leukemia. Um, let's say you're a newly diagnosed AML patient. Um, when that fund is open, it, it allows for $10,000 in a 12-month grant period that can be used towards any um, medical expense or copay uh, co deductibles related to the AML. Okay, so that can help um, with cost of every time you have to fill a medication or you're going to an outpatient or inpatient care, um, it's a lot of money um, that can really offset uh, the cost. Now you do have to have insurance, right? So this is um, intended for folks that are having copays um, related to their insurance. The other thing that LLS covers in all of our copay programs is um, insurance premiums, and not all copay programs do that, right? Um, there's some really good copay programs, but they don't offer reimbursement for their monthly insurance premiums. So let's say they actually have a good plan, and their monthly cancer medicine is covered, and they don't have you know a hundred dollar copay every time they go to fill their prescription, but they're on a very limited fixed income. And every month, maybe let's say they're a Medicare patient and their Medicare Part B, which is all of the office visits, right, is $120 a month that gets taken out of their Social Security. Guess what? You can submit that to LLS and we'll put that 120 back in your pocket. And then folks can use that for gas. They can use that for food. They can use that for um, other expenses. So getting reimbursed for the insurance premiums um, can really make a big difference for folks. So that's just one example, um, the copay program, but that's really, really popular. I will tell you at a bigger level um, that the amount of copay assistance and financial assistance that we provide at LLS is just, it's enormous, but it just never seems to be enough. And, and we really want to recognize that, that we are doing everything that we can as an organization um, to help patients that are, that are suffering and in need because we know they are. Um, and I just wish that we had more, um, you know, even with health insurance, people are really struggling. Um, and with the economy and uh, inflation right now and the pandemic, um, it's really made it very, very hard for cancer patients um, to keep their head above water and anything that we can do to help. Armella mentioned the $100 patient aid program. Um, this is a one-time only $100, so anyone with a blood cancer is eligible for that. Um, and some people say, oh, it's only $100. But you know what? <laughs> if you need, if gas is $4 a gallon yep. and you're going back and forth, you know, twice a week or twice a month for your uh, appointments and it's a 30-mile drive, that $100 can go um, go a long way. You can. Um, so that is uh, something for blood cancer patients, just to keep that in mind at LLS, that everyone's going to be eligible for that $100 um, uh, patient aid program. And Armella, is there anything else you wanted to highlight? I think, you know, another important uh, aspect, especially for those uh, who are in rural areas, is that we have some virtual support groups that are available. Um, you know, we we have gone to a, hi a hybrid model, but uh, there's still an abundance of virtual participants given not only just COVID, but also access to those groups. Um, you know, they typically meet once monthly, but they're they're a great resource for people who um, may not have a ton of support or, or may not have anyone to talk to about what they're experiencing. Uh, and along with that, we do have a, an online uh, support center as well called LLS Community. Um, and it's basically 
you know, like a chat form, but it is moderated. Um, then it, it gives people the opportunity to connect as well. Um, and then finally, we do have caregiver resources because we understand that uh, a lot of the cancer journey um, involves a great amount of effort from uh, caregivers and loved ones. And so similar to the survivorship book, we have a, a really, really great detailed um, caregiver workbook uh, that can be requested. You know, you have to call the IRC. Um, that's the only caveat. But once once you do, you mentioned the caregiver workbook, um, you'll be sent that with uh, some additional resources. And it's a, it's a really great asset for, for caregivers and getting, getting and staying organized and also making sure that they're taking care of themselves. And it's also my understanding that y'all have your own app. We have the health manager app. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's really um, taken off. So um, our health manager app, you can, you can find that um, any place that you can um, download apps. Um, it's called the LLS health manager. Um, and it's a great way to, again, uh, track your health um, and also track appointments and side effects and medications. And um, it's really a great fit um, for blood cancer patients. So we hope that if, if folks get a chance to, to check that out. Um, I will add with Armella mentioning our LLS patient community for blood cancer patients, um, if you happen to be listening and, and maybe you have one of those very rare blood cancers, I mean, blood, ca blood cancers in general only make up, um, you know, a little bit less than 10% of all cancers. So blood cancers tend to be seen as rare, but there's subtypes of blood cancers that are extremely rare and people can feel very alone um, and very isolated. And on our LLS patient community, um, there's a place that you can literally type in, you know, I have... XYZ leukemia, you know, that's rare. And you, and the chances are you may find other people right then and there that are going to be able to respond back to you and, and have a thread. So um, LLS community is great for what we call the, what we would think of as the common blood cancers, but it's really, for me, I have found it to be extremely helpful for folks that maybe have a more rare disease that they can still connect with, with other folks. Yeah. Making, no, the, connection, making the connection with someone who's been there, done that in the middle and gets it, especially in those rare situations. I can remember uh, another one of our survivors that um, had a, a, a rare cancer and found a group on, you know, on Facebook and uh, very similarly, you know, um, being able to, I, I, when I had my troubles, you know, with this side effect, I, this was what helped me, or I found this yes. community to help. And, you know, you, you get plugged in like that. The other thing that, that is really cool. And we, we talk about this often on our podcast is we truly, truly feel like it is in a patient's and a survivor's best interest to be their best advocate, be their own advocate. And, uh, you know, with a health manager app and the, and the various things that you've got, your support groups, that's where you can do that is being your own advocate and speaking up. So you guys listening who fall into a blood cancer uh, category, take advantage of these free resources and, and, and make note of this. That's what's most important. You know, Ryan, we often talk about finding your community and yeah. what way to, to find a community that may be a rare community, but there's a place for you. That's right. That's right. I am curious. I, I want to make sure um, because it's a lot, right? You, you have all the varieties of ways for financial assistance, um, you know, with the, the $100 uh, patient aid program, the copay. Really and truly, though, someone doesn't need to worry about that, right? They just need to call and ask to speak with an information specialist. And I would assume someone's going to help walk them through and figure out who, what, where, and when. That is exactly right. I mean, remember, we are we are oncology trained professionals. We are not a, a call center. I know sometimes people call it a call center, but it just feels like a misnomer um, to me. You are, um, you're talking to me. You're talking to my amazing team. Um, I also, and we're doing this podcast in English, but I also want uh, to know that I'm, uh, I'm bilingual and we also have four other information specialists that are bilingual in Spanish. And that's really important for our Latinx and Spanish-speaking communities to be able to talk to an information specialist, get that disease and treatment information to be able, like you said, Ryan, advocate for themselves, empower them to make 
really inform treatment decisions and to know what their rights are. Um, that's another thing that I think we're really good at is making sure um, when people call us that um, if if there's issues, explaining to them, you know, what they have a right to to know as a as a cancer patient before they're making those treatment decisions and how to better communicate with their treatment team. Again, we are not taking the place of the treatment team. We want to we want to be an extension. To, to provide the best quality of care for that patient and, and maybe help them formulate questions to take back to their doctor and take back to their treatment team. Um, but it's it's a one-stop shopping. If you can get a hold of an information specialist, we, we promise that, you know, we'll help you, especially if you're overwhelmed and you're like, I don't even know what to ask. I don't even know where to start. Um, start with us and then we'll try to prioritize, okay, where's the biggest need right now? And we'll address that. And then all of these amazing other wonderful programs we don't want that to overwhelm you. Let's put that in our back pocket, right? We'll put that in our backpack or in our pocket for right now. And we'll come back to that when it's a a better time um, for you and your family. Um, And then we'll also get them connected to um, our MELA and our local, um, the regional office. They'll get connected um, with the LLS locally um, as well. So just it's again, it's that one phone call that can really make um, the difference uh, in making sure that that people are informed, um, that they know they have this additional layer of support, um, and that LLS is here to help. So, can you give our listeners the number and your website one more time? Yeah. So. Um, the website is lls.org. Super easy uh, to to uh, to remember that. And then to contact um, um, an information specialist again, all of us are master's level or higher um, that can get, provide you free help. You can reach us at one eight hundred nine five five four five seven two, and we're available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I believe you were on central, um, central time. So there'll be an hour difference. Um, Same thing with our chat is available, our online chat. Um, And again, it's the same specialist that you get on the chat as you get on the phone call, same person answering the phone. Um, And that's from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. So the chat hours are not quite as long um, as our, as our phone hours. Um, also on our website, we have a way for you to, to email us. If you want to, if, if that's more comfortable for you to email, Hey, I've got this going on. Can someone give me a call back? Um, and then we'll reach back out to folks. One thing too, I, I want to make note of, uh, Nikki brought up a couple of things where talking about communicating with your care team and your provider. And also what are your rights? Um, if you're new to listening to our podcast, um, you're a little late in the game, and I don't mean that bad. Um, we we have covered some of those awesome topics. Uh, you know, we started this podcast last year, and one of the topics that we knew we had to talk about was, you know, basically uh, communicating and how to communicate with your care team and your physician and your nurse. So go back to our podcast, scroll through, look at the some of the earlier episodes. Uh, it was a great topic uh, on. Um, what to disclose going back to work? What are your rights going back to work? Um, those were some really, really, well, they're all informative podcasts, Pam. I would I would just got to make sure everybody understands that. But there were some, especially on those two topics that Nikki just talked about. Um, you do have certain rights um, and you do have things that you can ask for, uh, accommodations and so forth, when you are going through treatment and after treatment uh, at your workplace. So just a quick plug on that. But yes, take advantage of this, this free resource that the Leukemia Lymphoma Society has as well. Speaking of podcasts, y'all have your own podcast, correct? <laughs> we do. My goodness. We have, um, we actually have two, two buckets of podcasts, right? So we have our LLS bloodline, which is for patients and, and caregivers. And we've also started um, a podcast specifically for healthcare professionals. Um, so those are really popular. Um, uh, our bloodline pop ca- podcast for um, patients and caregivers, and then our healthcare professional podcast. We also have webcasts um, from some of the most leading blood cancer experts um, in the United States. Um, we ask them to volunteer to provide um, educational webcast videos. Of course, we have, um, I think, the best and most up-to-date blood cancer information publications ever. Um, 
Um, I don't know if there's anybody that can beat us uh, with uh, the quality of our, our publications that we offer on blood cancers. Um, and then we also have this cool 3D model library that's on our website. Um, and as Armella mentioned, in addition to our national educational webcasts and videos and educational um, platforms that are available, um, Armella and her team do an amazing job of making sure that in, in communities, you know, out locally, um, that there's also um, support group and educational programs that are done locally. Yeah. So is there like local chapters of LLS then? Yeah, Armella, you wanna talk about how the regions are set up? Sure, yeah, so um, it's kind of evolved over the years, I think, but there used to be chapters that were kind of based around the major major cities, you know, like Dallas, Fort Worth, um, there's one for Lubbock, there was a chapter for Tulsa. Um, and just for context, I, I represent not only North Texas, but also Oklahoma and Arkansas. Um, and so it's, it's a really great opportunity to, Kind of, you know, to to learn the needs of uh, basically southern United States and and find ways to uh, resolve a lot of the barriers that our our patients encounter. Um, but now, so we're broken into regions, and uh, you know, most most individuals in my role tend to represent one or or two to three states, uh, and and within those regions, that's where we have the opportunity um, to to be in the field. So we. We go and meet with healthcare providers. Uh, we meet with patients. Uh, we not only set up and coordinate, you know, family support groups, but we also try to connect them to um, other support groups in the area, uh, and pretty much try to try to, you know, remain as knowledgeable as we can about the needs of that specific area. Um, and so that's that's how we're kind of spread out now. And so there there are a lot of us, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's really great. It, it definitely gives an opportunity to have an intimate knowledge of the needs of North Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, you guys, you have shared so much information today for our listeners. Um, I, I almost hesitate to ask, is there anything else that the, that we haven't touched on? And I, and I mean that nicely. It, there's just so much um, there is, there is, is Ryan. <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean, and again, yeah. I, I don't mean that bad. There is because it's not just a, a one stop, you know, a one type of cancer. I mean, we're talking blood cancers, which covers so much, and you guys have such a wealth of information. Um, and I can't stress that enough to our, our listeners that there's so much on there. You know, Pam, you hit on the podcast. I didn't realize there were two podcasts. I just saw the one. <laughs> I did see the three dimensional portion and it's kind of cool and unique. Um, I know that you have stuff, you know, as you said, for the young adults, the adults and the kiddos, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you would love for our listeners to know about? Yeah, I just, um, you know, one of the things that's been a really big push in, in cancer communities in general, but, but in my case, you know, it's going to be specific to blood cancers is the importance of patients having access to clinical trials. Um, clinical, tr without clinical trials, we would not have the advances in precision medicine, immunotherapy, and cancer research that we have now without people participating um, and, and being part of clinical trials. So I want to really just highlight that here at LLS, we have an, again, free um, program with some of the most amazing clinical trial uh, nurse navigators where um, patients can request a clinical trial search, um, take that information back to their care provider, to their physician, um, and, and ask, hey, are any of these um, appropriate for me? Um, but it, it's a one-on-one -on -one individualized um, clinical trial support. So um, that I just felt like we, I wanted to make sure that we highlighted that for folks um, that um, access to clinical trials is really important and that we're here to help you all along the way. Yes, that I, Pam, you know, we've talked about that for clinical trials. And I, so let's just take, for instance, if, if I'm being treated at my local cancer center and um, there's not a clinical trial of, of, of 
sorts that they are participating in. But me being my best advocate, I search and I find by talking with you guys and you have a clinical trial, how do y'all do y'all work together with the local facility to try to facilitate getting on that clinical trial? Or yes, that would work? be completely dependent on the patient, right? So this right. is um, from a privacy standpoint and from a self-determination. Uh, um, we would let the patient drive how much help they wanted from LLS. But yes, if they say, um, look, I want to take this list back to my physician. Um, the patient would have to give us permission, mm -hmm. right, um, to contact either their nurse or their physician. But absolutely, um, that is part of what we do. Um, if the, and a lot of times in these smaller communities, the oncologist, the hematologist oncologist is so thankful because they don't have a full-time person staff member that is managing folks on clinical trials in these rural areas. So LLS can really fill a need for the physician as well as the patient to provide this top-notch, one-on-one individualized service. Um, I believe it, uh, for, our, for our clinical trial support center, when they get a call and they are working one-on-one -on -one with a patient um, doing a search for clinical trials for their specific disease to see what they might be eligible for, and they find, they find one. They say, you know what? My doctor says I'm eligible. My doctor says I really need to get on this trial. Um, it Once that we get the okay from the physician and help. Our clinical trial navigators average over 23 interactions just to get them on the trial. And that by that, by that, that could be calls to the patient, that could be calls to their hematologist oncologist, that could be calls to the principal investigator um, at the site to say, hey, when is this trial going to open? What else, you know, what else do you need from my patient um, to get them in? Um, and it's they're with an, an individual that kind of walks them through that the whole entire time. They have that person, that one person, that one nurse that's going to help um, uh, hold their hand throughout yeah. that whole process. So it's really quite um it's a win-win for these hematology oncology clinics that maybe don't um, have the bandwidth um, to help with that one-on-one -on -one support for accessing clinical trials. I'll also go back to the transportation assistance that we offer through our patient travel. When patient travel is available, that's a, a $500 that patients can also use um, towards um, the cost of lodging or transportation. And as you all know, with clinical trials, sometimes people do have to travel to larger centers um, that they're eligible for. We also have um, a CAR-T travel, a pre-CAR-T travel program. Um, uh, chimeric antigen receptor um, T-cell therapy is really um, something that's moving, um, just moving mountains in, in the blood cancer world. Um, and for CAR-T, it's similar to a stem cell transplant. So there's a lot of uh, pre-work involved um, prior to them getting the CAR T cells. And we do have a um, financial assistance program to help with folks. And sometimes those CAR Ts are clinical trials. Um, so I just want to let people know that we have that available um, to assist patients and families get access to the best care. I feel like we have covered a lot of resources, but I have two I have to ask you about. Um, I saw on the in the survivorship workbook that y'all have one-on-one -on -one nutrition consultation, and then also you have suggested reading. Um, how did they go about that? Awesome. So for our uh, Pearl Point, which is our nutrition section, and thank you for bringing that up. So by the way, I want to plug for pearlpoint.org. Okay, this is the one resource that LLS as a blood cancer organization offers to all cancer patients. They can have a free um, consultation with a registered dietitian. Um, of course, the website also offers all kinds of nutrition, exercise, um, and information related um, to um, everything related to nutrition is on there. And again, there's absolutely no charge. They can um, call um, the 1-800-955, which is our um, information specialist to get that started. And they can also set up an appointment online um, through Pearl Point. So I would really highly recommend that patients, and again, that is something that is um, not cancer specific. So blood cancer patients and all cancer patients can access that. Also their care, uh, caregivers can also access that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's a really important resource given a lot of a lot of medical plans just don't cover nutrition when it comes to cancer treatment. And so, yeah. We... I, brought up, 
I brought up those two resources because um, we are so blessed to have our own dietitian here that yes. has one-on-one -on -one, um, nutrition consultation. So maybe it doesn't fit your schedule. Maybe you need another resource. What a great resource to go to. And then also the suggested reading. Um, you know, there's so much information out there that can be misleading. And so we always like to give sound advice and good reading materials. And we have a um, library here at the Survivorship Center that has great resources um, for our survivors as well. Yeah, and um, my team, the Information Resource Center, uh, we actually have a whole system that we vet these requests. So we may get requests from authors um, to come up with suggested reading that we break it into categories um, that if they want to read, in addition to the LLS disease and coping and support materials, these are books or um, publications put out by authors out in the community, right, um, that may be very, very helpful. So we'll break it down by books for children, um, books for teens, books for parents, and then adults, uh, adult patients and their caregivers. So it's a great way uh, for folks that are looking for vetted books um, uh, or publications in addition to um, the blood cancer support and information that LLS produces. Wow. A lot, a lot there. A lots of information, lots of resources for our patients that maybe um, people don't know about, right? I would totally agree. You know, we always talk about uh, the worst thing you can do once you receive that diagnosis is to start Googling. Um, <laughs> the, the best thing you can do if you're diagnosed with a blood cancer is if you can't remember LLS.org, Google Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and uh, I can't imagine there not being an answer there that you're they're needing a question, you know, that you've got a question for, they've got the answer. Uh, gosh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, this has just been, um, I know someone out there listening is like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we'll go ahead and say that for, for them. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Well, this is great. I, I appreciate you um, bringing us on and, um, you know, in anticipation, uh, thank you for putting a plug in for September being Blood Cancer Awareness Month. Um, we definitely appreciate that. And, and I think the overall message is, you know, if you're a blood cancer, um, someone who's been recently diagnosed with a blood cancer, or you're three years in, or your neighbor has, anyone that you know, your call to action, right, your homework is to call LLS give us a call, get in contact with an information resource um, um, a specialist, and we promise that we will be with you and we will help you get through this, that you are not alone, um, that there is hope, and that that's what we're here for. So um, I hope that they can either refer people to us and tell them your first call could be to LLS, um, or if you yourself are, are struggling with a blood cancer, um, we want to help. Yeah. It sounds like Nikki has been listening to our podcast. Right? I know. I know. She, listen, she did our homework for us. Yeah, Absolutely. we don't have to think of something this week. And that leads us to our last segment, uh, Pete's Powerful Moment. Do you, we are sponsored by Pete's CarSmart Kia. Do y'all have a powerful moment that you could share with our listeners? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, you know, really, it's a it's a blessing to work um, and serve blood cancer patients and families each and every day. Um, I think one of you know maybe a story that that sticks out in my mind is um, a young adult um, patient that um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's a, it was a completely you know Hodgkin's can be considered a very curable blood cancer, um, and this patient was in Texas. And they call LLS, um, they have no health insurance, um, and their um, lymph nodes are getting bigger, they're getting sicker by the day, they've been to three ERs, um, can't get service, can't get in, um, the physician keeps telling them they have to have health insurance, um, and they're bouncing in and out of emergency rooms. And again, this is a young adult with uh, not a whole lot of support. And by the end of that one phone call, not only did we have a plan because they actually were eligible for Medicaid in the state of Texas. So we figured that out pretty quickly. Um, but through our regional office, which was the LLS office um, that covers, um, this one was the one that covers Houston area. After we were able to meet the patient where they were, calm them down, offer hope, explain that we are going to walk them through this, that we'll do our best to get them connected with care. We were able to get them an appointment 
that week with a hematologist oncologist that the local LLS person had already had a relationship with. And again, knowing that person was going to get Medicaid, it relieved some of the financial piece of them being refused care. Um, and that person had had an appointment. We had a plan. Now, again, we weren't guaranteed that the, it was going to all follow through. But what ended up happening with that case is this young adult did get into treatment and um, as far as I know, is, is still in complete remission um, and will have a full life ahead of them. And that was one phone call. That's just one example of someone who was ready to give up, who had been to three ERs, who had been told, you know, sorry, if you don't have coverage, we can't do the CT scan. We can't start your chemotherapy. We can't do the bone marrow biopsy. We can't do all of these things. And they were stuck as they were getting literally getting sicker and sicker every day. This happens in the U.S. This still happens. People still fall through the cracks. Um, and, you know, we want to be here if we can, we'll, we'll leverage all the power that we have, right, as, as a large organization. Uh, we can't promise you that we can, we can always figure it out, but we promise you that we will do our very best um, to make sure that folks have access um, to the best care, which in turn will give them the best outcomes. That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Do you have one? I think um, recently, you know, being in the field, we partnered with a, a local a local retailer who dropped off a bunch of, uh, basically a bunch of LLS branded blankets. And we were given the opportunity to hand them out in the infusion center while we were doing the delivery. And um, you know, given that we're not able to interact with as many patients as we want because of COVID, it was really remarkable to to be able to hear the stories of some of the patients in the infusion center and and just kind of give them a little bit of hope and, and hopefully make them feel, you know, a little bit more important and special uh, by being able to provide just, you know, the warmth of the blanket. Yeah. A little bit of kindness goes a long way. A very long ways, a very long ways. Wow. I, uh, I, I love the fact that um, Nikki gave her homework out already. Let's make sure we hit a few of those things because yeah, you guys know um, the takeaway. We always leave you with a takeaway from our podcast. So you want to make sure jot this number down. If you know someone in your family, if you know a neighbor, if it's a loved one, whatever, whoever it is, it's 1-800-955-4572, 1-800-955-4572, or simply lls.org. Uh, gosh, a wealth of information there for you guys uh, listening. If you have uh, someone there who um, you know or, or is struggling with, with a blood cancer or newly diagnosed, um, there's so much there for them. Now, Pam, that leads us to how can someone help support our podcast? Um, if they're getting good information, they're getting lots of great help. We want to drive them to our website, right? Yes, it's super easy. Super, super easy. It's the number 24survivorship.org slash donate. Uh, if you'd like to make a, a donation there to help continue this podcast, we would love that. As always, you can find it on Spotify or iTunes podcast. And uh, as I said earlier, go back. We, this has been a weekly podcast now for about a year and a half um, or over a year and a half. Um, there's a wealth of information there uh, to talk about. Um, even a couple of podcasts, I remember talking with our mayor or, uh, about her blood cancer. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, a great podcast there, a great feel-good story for that. But definitely make sure and check out those websites and then join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.